wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. And tonight, I have Kevin and Nikki McPherson. They're from Florida. It was getting to the point where I'm like, I'm putting in a lot of work, a lot of money, and I'm not getting anything but does out of it. And then the next season is when I ended up blowing up with all my bucks. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is how it's supposed to go. And to make it worse, well, she rifle hunted. I became a proficient rifle hunter. And then I talked her into into a crossbow. And her first morning, 15 minutes into the hunt, she smokes a doe. Nice. And then that... That same season, she went the entire rest of the year hunting almost every weekend, driving eight hours, um, and then gets a dope closing weekend and nothing in between. Well, at least you started the season on a bang and ended it on a bang, <laughs> right? Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. And man, what a what a great summer it's been. I hope everyone out there listening has had a wonderful summer as well. And tonight, I have two really cool people, people that I think are pretty awesome as far as who they are and what they've been able to accomplish as hunters. And uh, they are Kevin and Nikki McPherson. They're from Florida. I'm going to let them tell you who they are and what they do. I'm uh, Kevin McPherson. Uh, this is my wife, Nikki. We've been uh, together about 10 years now, just the other day, actually, and mar- married for uh, three. I've been hunting ever since I was a little kid, and um, ever since uh, we started dating, I slowly started getting her into it, too. And over the years, it's kind of grown into a, a little out of control at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. As of lately, yeah. <laughs> Nikki's been on a, a, quite the streak. Yeah, she, you know, she had a, some rough, rough spells. Um, she had gotten a bunch of does and then went several years where only got does. And, and, and I would manage to get a buck every season. And she'd always complain like, hey, hey, we, you know, uh, um, well, you know, getting, I'm never going to get a buck, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. It was getting to the point where I'm like, I'm putting in a lot of work, a lot of money, and I'm not getting anything but does out of it. And I was, I don't even know, like I was just not feeling it like for one whole season. And then the next season is when I ended up blowing up with all my bucks. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is how it's supposed and, to go. And to make it worse, she, uh, um, well, she rifle hunted and I became a proficient rifle hunter. And then I talked her into, into a crossbow because the same time I was getting into archery with a compound. And I had hunted three years with my bow and never gotten a deer. And I buy her a crossbow and her first morning, 15 minutes into the hunt, she smokes a doe. Nice. And then that, that same season, she went the entire rest of the year hunting almost every weekend, driving eight hours. Um, and then gets a doe closing weekend and nothing in between. Oh, man. She started getting a little frustrated. Well, at least you started the season on a bang and ended it on a bang, right? <laughs> And that, and that was that would have been two two seasons ago. So so we lease property in Georgia. Um, we're on a lease with a group of guys that uh, my dad's been a part of for about twenty five years. And ever okay. since I was about five, I've been going up there. So we lease around a thousand acres. And uh, my dad actually owns a small two small tracks, a twenty acre and a thirty acre track. So um, we have enough room to kind of play around and 
And with my dad's property, we've really been able to kind of take that over and, and, and make that our own thing. So you said eight hours. So y'all drive eight yeah, hours. So, so we, we live in South Florida. So we're, you know, our, our normal schedule is we'll work um, Friday and get off work around four o'clock, get home around five, leave the house at five in the afternoon. And we get to camp about two in the morning, hunt Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then drive home and go back to work Monday. Man. And there's a, a few weekends that we'll take a couple extra days off, but it becomes a, a... Most of the time it's Friday night to Sunday morning. So we only really get <laughs> Saturday morning and Saturday night to hunt. So yeah. we try to you yeah. know, do what we can while we have it. That's and dedication I, I though. I like yeah. that. And, uh, you know, that it really spoke to me, the one guy you had on your podcast talking about not overdoing it yeah. is one of the hardest parts. And that's <laughs> something that we've kind of struggled with lately that we've been trying to get a little better about. Yeah, yeah, that was Brody. And Brody was very similar. Now, he didn't drive eight hours, but he would drive from Charleston up to Morgantown, which was like two and a half hours. And like or he would drive the other way right <laughs> and or he was going to ohio which was about three and a half hours and he was constantly like i'd call him and be like where you at and he's like i'm on the road <laughs> I'm like, good grief <laughs> those tires are gonna melt if you don't stop but uh <laughs> so, so so at the end of two seasons uh two seasons ago i told her hey if you don't get a buck by the end of the season next year we'll book a trip in texas um and and you know we'll find a deer there yeah so um of course what do you think happened shortly after that you know <laughs> um uh, we hunted uh in georgia archery season and i got my first doe with a bow which is exciting absolutely we didn't really have many bucks on camera um then we hunted muzzleloader weekend you get about 10 days in georgia to muzzleloader hunt okay so we hunted muzzleloader weekend and didn't get anything and then we went and moved a stand and put out a camera and dumped a bag of corn out a cell camera and that monday morning i get a picture of just this absolute giant and it's like you know we never get deer like this yeah so um and you gotta wait all week right because you yeah got... <laughs> so this was monday he showed up monday morning in the daylight monday evening in the daylight tuesday morning and tuesday night and I told her, if he shows up uh, Wednesday morning, we're driving to camp after work. Absolutely. We're, call, we're calling out of work Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> we were originally taken off Thursday and Friday for to go up. And we were going to just lollygag up there because normally we rush up, up after work on Friday. So we're like, let's go up Thursday morning. We'll take our time. And then he kept coming on camera and we're like, all right, we're going to drive up Wednesday night after work. Just yeah. like how we normally So I, I got home at 630. We got to camp at I think like 3.30 in the morning or something like that. And we're in the woods at 5. And at first light at uh, about 7 o'clock, she smokes them. Nice. Uh, and what makes the story a little funnier is we moved the stand up against a river that runs along our property. Yep. And from that river, there's about a 30-foot drop straight down behind the stand. So I told oh, her we were hunting in a clear cut. So we're close enough <laughs> that I can almost see her. Yeah. And I told her... If you shoot that buck and he runs into the water, literally just yell out because she doesn't have her, our cell service doesn't work. It's like yell out creek three times. So I know that, you know, I need to get over there so that deer doesn't get swept away. Yeah. So I hear the shot and I actually see the smoke roll up over the, the little trees that are they planted. And, and, I, and I, I hear 
creak, 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 creak. <laughs> well, I originally yelled creak like really lightly because I'm like, well, what if he just spooks up and runs away? Right. And then I'm like, he's not going to hear me yell that. So that's when I like frantically started, you know, yelling it. <laughs> yeah. so I made it over there in about three minutes. <laughs> nice. D- and, now, was uh, he in the water? Uh, well, no. So he was right on the he, edge. He died about a foot from the river. Oh, yeah. nice. You, you see those pictures of that buck where he's propped up next to the river? Yeah. That's, that's about where he dropped. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. That's so perfect. That, that, was, that would have been special. So, And that was uh, your first buck, right? Yeah, my first big buck. That's awesome. He's done a, a little one once before. but hey, yeah. That counts, he too. Was, he, he was huge. Yeah. Um, and then the fun part was me and her dragging this buck. He ended up being like 201 pounds, dragging him up that 30 or 40 foot muddy embankment. And I think it took us about 45 minutes to get the deer up out of the river. Right. Because I couldn't get a four wheeler in there. So we had like, we'd drag him up a few inches and then he'd slide back down. We didn't have a long enough rope because what did you say? It's kind of like bringing ice with you fishing. We have a a big piece of rope in case this happens. And I was like, but if we carry it, we'll never shoot anything. Right. That's generally how it goes, right? So, yeah. I shot him with my muzzle loader, so I like after I shot him, I was like almost deaf in my ears, and then I couldn't see from the smoke. So he's like, "Well, did you hear him crash?" And I'm like, "No, I don't know if he's in the water. I don't know." Where he <laughs> he's is. like, "My ears are." <laughs> so we went. We went ahead. You know, it's it's poor practice, but we went ahead and started tracking him after about 45 seconds after she shot him. You know, <laughs> nice. Hey, there. well, when they're dead, they're dead. I mean, yeah, so. and he was. <laughs> I, and, and apparently she said she shot him at like 10 yards or something like that oh that's yeah. awesome that's yeah. awesome it was so, so close yeah she said she said uh he walked down in front of her and when she clicked the safety off she said the buck stopped and kind of looked up in the air like what was that right yeah she shot up. i'm hunting a new stand and it had no burlap or anything on it and i'm kind of like not really hidden by anything so my plan was to let him kind of walk past me, and then when he w- like wasn't paying attention to me is when I was going to shoot him. But right when he was directly in front of me, he was like 10, 15 yards in front of me, uh, he stopped, and he like put his nose up, and I'm like, okay, this is my chance because he's going to be gone after that. And oh, that's, then that's when I got him. That's awesome. I love stories like that because that's something that you'll never forget. And yeah. Not that I've forgotten – any of the animals that I've killed, and I doubt you ever will either, but yeah. that's one that sticks. Yeah, this one is definitely very special. Yeah. Now, he said that buck weighed like 201 pounds. Is that something that's pretty common for a Georgia buck, like a mature buck? So I think our our bigger deer, my normal bucks are probably 160 pounds, 170. So that was the biggest, I think, in the, that I can remember, that was the biggest rack buck and probably about the biggest and weight that that i've ever seen taken off our lease yeah like here in virginia if you shoot anything that weighs over 180 pounds like that's that's a monster right as far as body size so i could only imagine a 200 pound deer i killed two bucks in west virginia and they were towing the one night like high 190s and the one i shot with my bow and i end up spining him Right, and I'm in a climber, and so I always was told if you spine a deer, get down and shoot him from the ground. That way, because you'll, you know, your everything's your emotions and the adrenaline. You could empty your quiver from the tree stand trying to shoot him, <laughs> and so 
I pump my way all the way down the tree, and then I look up, and my quiver's still in the tree stand, or up in the tree, and I'm like, son of a... So I want, you know... uh Davy Crockett on him and grab the Bowie knife. And, uh, but that was not something that I recommend to any of our listeners because it was pretty dangerous. But, um, man, so he but was we like. Had already, we had already booked, like I had told her, you know, we had already booked a deer hunt in Texas. And, of course, you know, setting that up is kind of like a good luck thing. And she gets her Georgia deer. Absolutely. Yeah, that Texas hunt was only a few weeks away or a few weeks after that, right? Yeah. And we just kind of dumb luck into uh, we hunted with Joe Reed with uh, Nomad Hunts. And we hunted with him once before. It did an exotic, you know, the year before. Yeah. Uh, so we were kind of comfortable with him and trusted him, which is huge with an outfitter. You kind of build a relationship with somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. I've hunted with Joe for numerous years, and I tell you what, he puts you on some animals. And yeah, you can. And he's, he's got access to all these different properties and stuff. So it's kind of like whatever style of hunting you're looking for. And that's what I love about Texas, because you can yeah. safari style, you can fair chase, you know, getting a get out on foot, do spot and stalk all you want. You can not really tree stand because there's not too many trees. Big box tower stands. <laughs> yeah, but you could do the tower, box blinds, and then obviously there's high fence, there's low fence. There's such a variety. I mean, you, I don't think a person could go to Texas and not find a hunt that they like. And, right. And then, so y'all went out, and y'all actually shared camp with Larry Wasoon, right? Yeah, we did. That Dude, was cool. That tell me been, about that. That happened kind of by dumb luck. But this this property um, uh, Joe had picked up that year is twenty six thousand five hundred acres in Ozona, yep. and it's just a giant low fence property. And uh, you know the story goes that it hadn't been trophy hunted in five years, and from all the trail cam pictures, it's just monsters everywhere. Yeah. But uh, Joe calls me like two days before the uh, hunt and tells me that Larry is going to be there filming for their uh, show. I think it's Trigagon Sports a Field. Mm -hmm. So we got to spend the entire week with him. And that, that was just, that He's was awesome. Great. Yeah. It just <clears throat> really, really made the trip. Yeah. Yeah. We really enjoyed you know, his company. Basically, you know, I got 20 years of deer questions <laughs> that I had for him that I picked his brain about. Nice. And, uh, you know, just a super genuine guy. You yeah. know, went through anything we asked him and he had an answer for it, you know? Heck yeah. <clears throat> now he's, he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to that. Now, yeah. Nikki, you killed another whitetail, right? Was that before the Texas trip or was that after when y'all got back? That was when we got back. That was, yeah, that was after. Okay. <laughs> so you literally had like a record year. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I'm like, I had nothing for like nine years. And then all of a sudden the one year I'm like, wow, I wish every year was like this. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to beat. Yeah. That's great. What's uh? that's, so what's really cool about that is when we got to the studio, Ava was talking to Brent and I got Ava. She's our our oldest daughter she's eight years old and uh she's in the studio here with us tonight and brent was talking to her about patience because ava was talking about zoe m making her room messy right and ava will clean it but then zoe will make it messy right but brent was telling her he's like to be successful you have to learn patience and yeah. if you're not patient then chances are you may give up before you're successful and so Nine years is a long time to be patient, though, yeah. so my hat is off to you on that. But obviously, you had a good teacher in Kevin as well, because Kevin, he kills some really nice deer, too. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe Kevin was putting you in some bad <laughs> spots. I mean, 
on purpose. <laughs> you know, I'd put her in what I would think would be the best spots that I have. And I'd like all my favorite places to hunt. I kept putting her in. And then I'd hunt somewhere oddball and shoot a buck out of it. <laughs> so that that was the story of my life growing up. Me and my dad always hunted public land. And dad would say, I'm going to put you in the best spot. This is where I would hunt. And then he would go off somewhere random and kill a deer. And I'm like this keeps happening so i'm not yeah, sure that lying. this is the case <laughs> so then i started saying okay well you go where you would normally go and put me in the oddball spot and it still <laughs> it didn't help so i think it was me <laughs> but uh but the the, the whole texas thing uh, that white tail hunt worked out great the first night um was actually when i got my buck so I was able to spend the rest of the, the time hunting with Nikki. So that was kind of special because at first we separated because we're like, you know, we want to make sure that, that we get one. Yeah, you know? maximize your efforts there. But it's funny, mine showed up the, the first evening. Um, and it's just crazy the deer numbers they have there. We probably saw 15 or 20 deer every sit. Yeah. And it was like every hunt, we saw at least one eight point or one 10 point. Yeah. And for us, we would trip over ourselves to shoot them in Georgia any yeah. day of the week. And, and they're like, you know, don't, you know, those, those ones that are too small. Don't, you know, let, let's let those ones walk. That's and, awesome. Um, just as a side note, we're used to hunting Georgia. So we're used to hunting like really wooded areas and just going to like the landscape difference in Texas um you can see the deer it seems like from miles away just there's basically like where we hunted there's no tall trees it was all like little shrubbery like kind of deserty looking yeah um, so the yeah, deer right on the edge of the desert yeah. yeah and like the deer almost reflected off of like the color of the grass and you could pick them up from forever away yeah my uh my deer i had the the feeder went off and there was probably about 15 deer that showed up like within 20 minutes and they were all like young bucks and does and stuff. And then I watched my buck come from about five or 600 yards away oh, and he man. just towered over absolutely everything. Yeah. And, uh, when he showed up, all the other deer cleared out and, uh, you know, he basically took the feeder over and I'm texting, uh, Nikki, Nikki was sitting with Joe and I'm like, Hey, that deer you told me is here. And they're like, well, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. So I, I, you know, it's a hundred yard. I've, I've, I've shot piles of deer. So this is an easy shot. No, you know, no big deal. I shoot and clean miss the buck. Oh, All no the kidding. other deer take off running at a million miles an hour and never stop. He ran about 15, 20 yards and stopped. And then I was able to get another shot and drop them. Nice. But I couldn't believe that I had missed, you know, su such an such an easy shot. It's a big target to miss. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you get nervous before the shot or after the shot? I'm usually able to contain myself, but you have to remember I've been hunting ever since I was a little kid, and that was by far the biggest deer I've ever I've ever taken. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, two. You got so excited i get so excited over does oh but yeah my, my, my previous biggest bucks were i think 118 inches and they both they were tied at 118 inches um you know and this is a, like a, a a low 140 class deer you know so it's a huge <laughs> step up yeah man so i get nervous before the shot and my dad is the opposite. He he always says he gets the adrenaline rush after he pulls the trigger. But me, I can't wait. Like, I want to <laughs> – it's not that I want to get nervous, but it's like I got to be – I don't know what it is. 
And uh, I always joke that I'll only miss them if they're standing still, but I'll never miss them if they're running. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I'm yeah. really good at waiting and, um, I'll, I'll watch deer forever and I'll wait till I get the perfect shot. And if he's hunting with me, he's just like, Oh my God, why aren't you shooting? Like, why, why haven't you shot yet? And he'll like start <laughs> that's, freaking that's out. That's a complaint she has of me. Cause she, she now likes to hunt by herself most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> cause she, she said, I get her too nervous. Cause I, you know, I'm like, why haven't you shot yet? What's going on? Cause his energy, you know, I, I can't, contain my energy and then also his energy like yeah. i just need to focus on myself <laughs> no that's funny that sounds a lot like april because when um i'm sure y'all experienced it when you're black buck hunting with joe like you gotta be somewhat quick because they're moving yeah. and you're trying to stalk up on them and you you got a limited amount of time and oh yeah i can't tell you how many bucks that like we she let go and I'm like, April, why didn't you shoot them? And she's like, because I was taking my time. And I'm like, there's no time to take your time. You got to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, on, on that hunt, Nikki shot her black buck at about 200 yards off of sticks. That's and awesome. He was like, one, one stick. Yeah, she, she jokes because when we did my axis hunt, I had one of those uh, tripods. And they just gave her a single stick and said, here, you know, here you go. Yeah, and then Joe held the bottom of it. He's like, okay. And she shoots this walking black buck at 200 yards away off shooting sticks, quartering away from her. That's awesome. nailed it. That's amazing. Like, you've hunted whitetails now. You've hunted exotics. What's your favorite between the two? Whitetail. Whitetail? Okay. How about you? It's hard to beat. I do do like the exotics, but the whitetail, I just have such a – more personal connection with just because we put so much effort in and so much, you know, we try to learn about them, um, that I think it's, there's no other thing to compare it to. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Because like y'all said earlier, y'all put a lot of time and energy into that, especially just that eight hour drive. That's one way, right? That's, so that's 16 hours on the road. My hat's off to you all on that. (laughs) It's tough, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. Kevin, Nikki, this has been fun. I love hearing stories about people and how they've come up in hunting and where they started, where they're at, and where they're going, right? And it seems like you two have got a really bright future in the outdoors. And uh, so we're going to stop it here for this week, but I'd love to have y'all back because y'all are in Florida and there's a lot of animals in florida that are on my list right and i know they're on y'all's list and i know y'all <laughs> checked quite a few of them off just seeing some of your posts there <laughs> and uh, if anybody wanted to get a hold of y'all on social media what would be the best way to get a hold of you probably instagram on instagram i'm mullet mac and i'm just nikki macpherson <laughs> <laughs> perfect mullet mac i love it i love it all right so we'll be back next week with kevin and nikki And we want to say thank you all for being on this week. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And to our listeners, we appreciate you. And keep hunting and doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.